Ah, summer. The best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I am all in. More, more, more. I want to kiss you more. I am all in with Scott Patterson, an iHeartRadio podcast. So, listen, guys, I'm g- let's get a little business out of the way. I'm going to be appearing at the Motor City Comic Con taking place in Detroit, Michigan, the week. End of November 10 through 12, 2023. I think it's a little bit outside the city, but come and see me there. Uh, Motor City Comic Con, November 10 through 12, 2023. Also, uh, GalaxyCon Columbus, December 2 and 3, 2023. Hope to see everybody there. Let's have some fun. Season 5, Episode 21, Blame, Booze, and Melville. I am joined by my intrepid crew, but first, iHeartRadio and 111 Productions bring you this episode and this intrepid crew, Amy Sugarman, Danielle <laughs> Romo, and a very dry Tara Sood. Tara and I and the team weathered quite the rainstorm. <laughs> oh. Hope everybody survived intact. <laughs> I didn't have any of it. You didn't, I didn't get have any? any of it. It was just sunny here. Sunny, sunny, sunny. Oh really? You up so you're Sorry. up there. You didn't get any any San yeah, Francisco. Ah, uh, you avoided it. Yeah, just mm. we just had nothing. You didn't have a hurricane or an earthquake. Nothing. Nope. We had an earthquake. Although we then. did have an earthquake um about a week or so before. Mm-hmm. Like I, it woke me up at like seven a.m. They're calling it the hurricane. 
No, I don't want to laugh. It's not good to laugh. I shouldn't <laughs> laugh because those no. things are serious. Both things are serious. I know. It just, ours were. Scott, did you feel the shake? Yeah, we got a little shaking over here. I went through the Northridge quake. I was here. I was visiting. So I went through the, you remember how like uh, either a few years before that was the San Francisco one? Yes. So remember but there I, were two I, I big wasn't ones. Here for the, I wasn't in LA for that, but I remember. I was in San Francisco for the San Francisco one and you were in LA for the Northridge one. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was bad. We have, we have, that was bad experience. We, it, bad. I thought I was going to die in that thing. <laughs> oh really? You were scared. I was on the sixth floor of a apartment, a condo complex and it felt like, and everything in the kitchen was exploding and everything coming out and you could hear the explosions and fa- everything falling over. And, oh. uh, and uh, I was with someone who I was visiting at that time. And uh, I just threw the blanket over the top of us, got on top of her, rolled us off the bed onto the side of the bed, because that's what they tell you to do to get on the side of the bed. So if debris is falling, it hits the bed first and it slows it down before it hits you kind of deal. And then, yeah. uh, um, I mean, I felt actually felt... Uh, the Grim Reaper on the other side of the bedroom door. I was that scared. No. I, I, saw, I thought oh the flo- this there's going to be a giant hole going to open up in this floor and we're going down. Yeah, it was that oh. violent. The shaking was that violent. I thought there's no way this structure can uh, withstand this. So it, oh, that's terrifying. And then they red carded the building. They got everybody out of the building. So we're all like out there. Nobody <gasps> no. had ever met anybody. We'd seen we'd seen each other in the laundry room or whatever, but. Uh, <laughs> but everybody was milling Wait, about in their pajamas. No way! Like three a, three a.m. Oh yeah, yeah. We couldn't go back in. Wait, go back in. No. Yeah, yeah. They. But so you were me. really in the center of it. They let us back in for ten minutes to get essentials, <gasps> and then we had to uh, go to a hotel. Yeah. No. Oh my God. Yeah, no way. 94 was scary. I remember that because mm-hmm. I, I grew mm-hmm. up over there too. And I, I have never seen my dad so scared in my entire life other than that night. I, right. as a four-year-old, vividly remember that entire, <gasps> entire night. Mm-hmm. Trauma. Yeah, I thought Me? that was it. I thought this is it. Curtains. No. <gasps> so yeah. I could feel the San Francisco one, obviously, like very intensely and it went on and on and on, but I wasn't in the city. So I was, you know, 20 minutes away. So it was much less, but my dad was in the city and like would have normally gotten on the bridge, but that was when the bridge fell Mm. part of the bridge fell. So he had to go golden gate bridge. Oh, that's right. It was the Bay bridge. So a piece of the the Bay Bay bridge. Right. Right. Yeah, mm. the upper deck fell, and then another freeway called the Nimitz Freeway, it's not there anymore, pancaked. And so, yeah, it was terrifying, but it wasn't as bad if you were, like, on the outskirts. And then the problem was the fires. I mean, it's mm. – welcome to, you know, uh, natural disaster talk. Uh, Listen, speaking of earthquakes, uh, boy, I tell you, Laurel, I must have felt the tremors coming <laughs> when Emily was about to get the magazine article. <laughs> Uh, anyway, that's so, a segue from a king. Let me let me tell you <laughs> uh, But I think we are minus a synopsisization, and we need one. Danielle, you're on. All right, this is season five, episode twenty-one. 
Blame Booze and Melville, air date May 10th, 2005. Lorelai discovers her comments about Emily were not edited out of the article. Big surprise there. <laughs> and braces for the fallout. Rory's newspaper career hits a snag and Suki goes into labor. A rival buyer interferes with Luke's attempt to purchase the Twickham estate and Emily becomes the patron of a Russian ballet dancer. By the way, that was just weird. That was yeah, weird. It, but very it, weird. It, it was weird, but it all kind of worked. Yeah, sort of, yeah. kind of. I mean, it wasn't hilarious, hilarious. I mean, I thought I thought the uh, the ballerina was the bit was funnier than the Mikhail bit. I totally agree with you, Scott. Yeah. I thought that was. They should have just like it was the joke that just needed one joke. Right. It, didn't it was so, it was surreal in this really great way. And yeah. Yeah. They just they just went to the well one too many yeah. times. And it, and it got they just, it just got like cringy. Yeah. They just needed <laughs> yeah. to give Emily something to do. That's what it felt like. <laughs> I thought the Kirk stuff was way better. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like, like yeah. finding out yeah. that he has a. Almost a quarter of a million dollars. Like that. $247,054. And he was yeah. so mean about it. Like I did not, I did not expect to see that side of Kirk. He was, I was cold. Like, he was a cold, cold. He was like a, he was like a corporate raider. No heart, you know, no soul. <laughs> Just take, take the building away. It was very anti stars hollow. Didn't you think? Yeah. That something yes. like that was taking place in Stars Hollow after <laughs> Luke had been so, you know, brotherly and un- uh, uncle-y to, to Sean for these yeah. his whole life or these, at least these five seasons. I thought it was very cut. It's true. You wouldn't <laughs> expect Kirk to go up against Luke because he so reveres him yeah. that you're like, oh, bro. I mean, it created a, some very funny scenes. Uh, I'll, I'll admit, I, I chuckled through all of them. Um, yeah, but it just wasn't. It didn't ring Stars Hollowy to me. Yeah, I, but it was I good. Agree. It was good tongue in cheek fun, and I, I did yeah, I, 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 I enjoyed it. I also okay. So we'll go to the opening. It is a TV. I show thought. Yeah. <laughs> True. We take it very serious. I thought the opening was cute with them dipping. They were they were obviously doing like chocolate fondue mm-hmm. and they only wanted the marshmallows and you know, Emily really wanted them to have the fruit, but I was like, oh, that makes me want to do chocolate fondueing. Did did you find this getting a little bit risqué uh for Gilmore Girls? Was there some tawdry jokes there that I that went over my head? Uh well, the the the, the sure. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what were Wait, they? I didn't catch it either. You didn't ca- in the beginning? In the opening? Wait, Daniel, do we have the script so we can Wait, read no, it? No, 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 I can, I can tell you. I mean, it oh, was. Oh, give it. I, I remember the stuff between Luke and Lorelai. There was some. Um, no, no, oh, yeah, between, no. I thought we were talking no. about the, at the table. No, it's the yeah, opening. What, what when they're going through the pictures of the ballerinas and the ballet dancers. Oh, wait, yes, that was a little bit. And then they found it's one guy who, who looked like he was, you know. Endowed. Well endowed, right, yeah. right. So yeah, they yeah, went yeah. into this whole thing, and then Laurel, I makes the comment, but I'd, I'd like that dipped in chocolate, and I was like, "What is going on here? Oh. <laughs> what, what audience are they trying to?" I, I did, Amy. I did exactly what you were doing. I covered my eyes. I was like, "It's so funny because it." I don't have it in my notes, mm-hmm. but then now thinking about it, I'm like, "Oh wait." It yeah. was a little. It was saucy. a little. It was a bit risque. 
right? A little chocolate saucy dippy dip. I guess they're both uh, in a state of uh, openness, shall we say? Because they're both. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to put put this. I want to be very careful, but uh, well, once in a while, Gilmore Girls does go there like that. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's not. It, once in a blue moon, they definitely. I don't know. It's Listen, like, it's can like, I ask you, uh, is this girl talk or is this, is this appropriate mother daughter talk? It's girl talk. It's, it's not mother talk. daughter talk. It's girl talk, not. but it's not mother daughter talk. Is, was it odd that it, a mother and daughter were, it was funny. <laughs> I don't think it's, I don't think it's odd for Lorelai. Yeah, I guess it's not odd for Lorelai. You're right. Or was it also like Lorelai's humor sometimes goes over Emily, like her dirty mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. I feel like she kind of thinks Emily's not getting it. Right. But Emily probably is getting it. Yeah, Lorelai yeah, says things would, that. would never enter in Emily's mind, right? Oh, <laughs> it's a bit crude. Now that it's coming back to me, I'm kind of laughing. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. I mean, listen, again, along for the ride, chuckles, ha, ha, ha. But yeah. it was like, yeah. hmm, you know. Now, the part I didn't get was what was all the transferring from the Jeep to Rory's car and backwards? Was it laundry? I, I didn't get that. I was like, what's happening? I thought it was for the baby shower. I know, but then they talked about the baby shower, but I'm like, what is all that? Oh, yeah, like all the decorations? Yeah, I think don't they make just... sense for a baby shower. But that was she, later. She was moving out of her dorm. Oh, right. it's finals. Oh, is, it, yeah. is it summer? Almost. Yes. Oh, my God. I'm so dumb. Thank you, no, guys. No, no, no. I, I, you know, Hannah gave me that one. <laughs> Thanks, I didn't come up with that. <laughs> and I will give a shout out to what I think was the Diane von Furstenberg wrap dress uh-huh. over sort of the tight jeans with the flare. That was sort of very of the time. Oh, you guys yeah. remember that? Everyone was wearing uh-huh. dresses over jeans. Oh, yeah. And wear like the- sassy dresses over jeans. Yeah, that was a look. Or like leggings. Right. I think it was more jeans. Was it really? Spears. I thought it was more leggings. How uncomfortable. Yeah, I, miss, I, miss <laughs> I the, did I it. I miss the 60s and the early 70s. I really do. <laughs> I definitely I wore and dresses bones. like that over jeans. Huh. It was a whole look. And actually, mm. I wish I could bring that look back. But I digress. <laughs> I digress. What about hip huggers? Hmm? Like low rise? Hip huggers. I love low Rolling rise. Stones t-shirts. That's all I need. All First I need. of all, I love Rolling Stones t-shirts and low rise jeans. I'm such a fan you like of low rise jeans. Yes. Yes. Oh, there's no. nothing I despise more <laughs> and will never purchase again in my life. Never. Like literally I just high high waisted jeans all the way. No. Horrible. You don't like, like low rise jeans down to your hip bone? Not <laughs> no. Really good. No, didn't like that? No, I I did like like thing. like a Paris Hilton and like Tara Reid. No, I like, mean like the- back then with True Religions. Yeah, we used to wear yeah, them. I love that. More. <laughs> oh, like I the Hollister them. jeans that like literally had like a zipper this big and a button. <laughs> <laughs> like no, 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 no. <laughs> I loved it. All right, so we go into the diner now. What is the appropriate cost of a wheat toast plate? Oh, well, it's a dollar now. It's a dollar ten. That seemed very uh, affordable. 
over five like years, are too low. it goes up 10%. For, that's no big I think deal. for now that's normal, but I don't know about 2005. What does it cost if you went to a restaurant? Somebody like just look this up. So you went to Denny's and you just got toast. toast? What does that cost? Oh, they, they I guarantee you. It's, they bang you 275. Come on. That's what I was going to say. 350, Scott. I, I'm with you. 350, yeah. 275 in that range. Are you kidding me? I'm looking it up. Um, yeah. Could be more. <laughs> no, I can't be more. Sourdough baguette could be more. Two nineteen. Two nineteen. What the win? Whoa! So prices have doubled in twenty years. I guess. Well, it's double Luke's, right? Yeah. Not that I would dare compare your diner to Denny's. (laughs) But Denny's is a chain. It's a national chain. Luke's is one one place. You know, you're gonna you're gonna pay a little more for the quality. That's sort of an interesting question. Really fast. Say we were to compare Luke's to some, you know. Thing that exists. It's way above Denny's. I'm like, but like, do you guys know Farm Shop in LA? I feel like it's a level below that. It's mm-hmm. not so, it's not so upscale. It's like, um, what would be a diner that we could go to? Would it be like Bob's Big Boy? No, way above that, I think. That's fast food. I think it's way better than that. I'm talking about it's like okay, but here's the thing: it, it can't be a chain because Luke Luke's is not a chain, right? So like the best yeah. thing I can ex- I can relate it to is in Tara maybe Scott might know know this reference but CC's in oh yep it's CC's it's a really dope brunch spot that's family owned there's not another one of it mm-hmm. and it's awesome I love but, going but the there. thing about Luke's is he doesn't have the volume the daily volume that requires him to skimp on quality. So if you're getting right. this massive volume, your costs are huge and you want to pay much right. less per item. And so the quality goes down just to accommodate the volume. So he doesn't have to worry about that. So everything is organic and great and fresh. He gets it. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Best stuff. I'm going to throw in a name for anyone that's ever been to Lake Tahoe and say Luke's Diner is very comparable to Fire Sign. If you're from Tahoe, mm. give me a give me a shout because I feel like it's very like local diner. They got a lot of regulars, but then like if you're from out of town, you go there too. Can it's we do an event up there this winter? I want to ski up there for sure. Shout out to Astor Pro for sponsoring this episode and providing free samples. It's springtime, and that means allergies. Mine have been throwing me off, and I need something that works fast. That's where Astapro comes in. It's the first of its kind nasal allergy spray, and it is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter spray you can get. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Plus, it is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. So if you suffer from allergies like I do, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with AstroPro. Go to AstroProAllergy.com for a discount so you can AstroPro and go today. Visit A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, 
And vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Okay, so we noticed that you haven't raised the toast prices in a really long time. And do you give a discount if you eat it dry, which then made me want to ask you all, what do you like on your toast? No, because I, th- I think the jam and isn't the jam and all, all the accoutrement on the table. I would I think it's already right, there. the little packets of smuckers. Usually, right. Yeah. right. Do you, you know. jam your toast? If you were going to have wheat toast, what would you put on it? Olive oil and jam. I like strawberry jam. Olive oil and well, jam. I don't use butter. Olive no. oil? Olive oil. And do you not use butter because it's olive oil is way better for you? Just because I eat so much of it, right? So once in a while, mm-hmm. I like some butter for sure. Yeah, I've never I heard only, of olive oil before. Me either, but now you I want to try it. You guys never, never hear of olive oil in like a baguette? Not with <laughs> that, jam. Yeah, but like... Toast, olive oil. Oh, sure, toast yeah. With jam? I, if I have eggs and toast in the morning, I put olive. I toast uh, my rye bread and put olive oil on it. Yeah, sometimes mm-hmm. honey on top of that. You never Ooh. go to like a restaurant where you dip the. Oh, honey! You never dip it into the olive. No, oil? No, for sure, of course, but not but, like, breakfast. It's just yeah, I think of like butter and jam. Yeah, same. Yeah, I'm honey is a good it. call though. On an English muffin, I like butter and jam, but I might oh, yeah. go for honey. Butter Peanut butter with a drizzle of honey is Ooh, yeah. it amazing. Is. It, is. it is. I mean, you're sitting at, well, you're eating bland eggs, right? You're going to eat bland toast. <laughs> you know, you got to spice it up. You got to put some jam on it. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, what are we in a, in a camp, okay. in, a, in a, some kind of a prison camp somewhere? You know, here's your bland <laughs> stuff. Eat it and go back to your cell. No, no. <laughs> we, we want jam. All right. So then Lorelai walks in. There's a little kiss. And they talk about the party in New York and the article. So they seem to just be really 
grooving and cruising. Mm-hmm. I like the no ta- I like the Taylor phone call. I thought that was funny. <laughs> so then, <laughs> yes, the phone rings and Caesar uh-huh. answers, and it's Taylor, and you can literally see him in the window. That was good. And we kind of know that you're moving forward with the Twickham House purchase. Mm-hmm. And uh, is this where we find out that there's another bidder? No, that comes not in yet. Not yet. Yeah. Not okay. Not yet. But <laughs> you've overcharged Kirk by a penny, so we're just definitely getting. That no, I settle. I settle at a buck five because I can't deal with them anymore. Right. <laughs> and then he has a complaint on the sales tax or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. An extra penny. Yeah. So then we cut to Rory at the paper, and now I'm satisfied because she's really thriving. She's in the pink top, and she's got everything. She's jamming. She knows everybody where everything is. She's just firing on all cylinders, crushing the job. And we get the, we, we get Logan and he says, Ace. And I like all of it. Yeah. He was all puppy dogging all over. I'll wait. Uh, I miss you. I think, wait, now did we get, are we to that part where he's there in person or is this on the phone? And he's talking about her sister's engagement. Somebody keep me honest. No, keep me honest. I can't. Now I want to make sure I'm right. No, he goes. He's there. there. So this is where he's there. Yeah, Yeah, you are right. So they're talking about the engagement party. Mm -hmm. And that she's going to have to cut out a Friday night dinner to get there. And Mm -hmm. he wants her to go, which I think is also huge. Mm -hmm. I thought it was too soon for him to ask her to get out of Friday night dinner. Like, that's a full commitment. And they've been dating for like, what, a month? Why why is this? I don't know. Why why is Friday night dinner such a big deal at this point? Well, don't you think, don't you think Richard and Emily would understand, especially with Logan Hunsberger on a yacht? I think they will be thrilled if Logan Hunsberger was like, hey, you got to hang out with me tonight. They'd be like, go on, sweetie. Yeah, but what I mean is like, I think, no, I think they'd be totally fine with it. But like Logan's telling her like, get out of it. I think if it was coming from Rory, I, I don't know. For me, I just thought of it like, He's really comfortable now. Like he just mm-hmm. jumped right in. He's like, "Oh, just get out of it." You see them every Friday, but I, I would have liked it to come from Rory being like, "Oh yeah, let me just tell my grandparents." That actually I'm- didn't bother me as much as I'm like, "Whoa, she's going back into the fire!" Like she's literally going to the engagement party with this family that ripped her to shreds. That's true, but good for her. Okay, and I think good <laughs> for him that he's not like, "Hey, you don't have to come." I know it was normal. I think she feels like. She is now interning for, with the dad. So like, and she ha- is, has been doing really well and she's been cool with the sister. So why not? Right. Like the dad giving her the job is the apology. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It sort of clears mm. the deck. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Fair. Because what, she going to get an apology Fair. directly from the grandpa or the, or the, wife, no. Or, no. The, or the, or the no. wacky mother who's medicated? The medicated. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I've been like weirdly... <laughs> Even like when I'm not watching, thinking about Mrs. Huntsberger and feeling like <laughs> I'm worried for her. Right. Like, she I'm gets a nervous. Rory gets a phone call from the medicated mother. Hello. Um, are you Rory? <laughs> yes. Were you here the other night and we were awful to you? Oh, right. Okay. I have something written down here to say. We are hang on. Oh, we're so sorry. Anyway, ta ta. <laughs> Were you here the other night when we were awful to you? (laughs) Has no idea what any of it means. She forgotten about it. She wasn't. Oh my god! That's funny. She doesn't recall it at all. (laughs) (laughs) I just like it's it's subtle, but like when I was thinking, because I 
I know that Leanne Hunley returns, right? We that's not our only time seeing her. So. And I just think like, oh man, wow. She did seem a little hmm. There, I oh. just I just wrote him a great scene. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm giving it away to you. Go ahead. All right. So we do get the one question, is he treating you all right? You know, which foreshadows a little bit. Like, uh, like Logan it's knows. Like, it's just not unicorns and rainbows with that guy, Mitchum. No. It's not. It's not. Well, you know, he's a he's a tough, he's a hard ass. He's always yeah, testing everybody. Will, he wants to, he's testing everybody. So the thing. Which will, yeah. You know what I'm kind of surprised about is, and maybe Logan, it, it just seems like something Logan would do, but maybe he doesn't want to cross this line. Like him talking to his dad being like, I like this girl. Like, please don't be mean to her. He's not, he would do it, but it won't work. So he doesn't bother doing it. He, I don't do you know, know what I'm saying? I don't know that he, yeah. he has the runway to say that to his dad. His dad would eat his face off. I think he talks back to the dad. I think he stands up to the dad, but he's also mm. sort of like, it won't he do just any leaves good. It be. Yeah. Like because just, it's interesting because right now, as we've seen uh, me seeing it for the first time, Mitchum seems kind of chill, not chill, but mm. he seems like he's like a cool, a cool cat. You know what I mean? Like, obviously I can tell, especially at the end of this episode that is changing real quick. But at this moment, he seems like he's kind of like, yeah, head guy in charge, but he's kind of cool. Mm, he's I, wrapped. Really I have tight. an argument. To he's, make. he's intense, this guy. He's intense. But here's my question. And I'm jumping ahead. But just let me. Because Danielle brought it up. So be mean to her on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> did Mitchum do the That's wrong not, thing? That's <laughs> the queen did Mitchum. I mean, Mitchum's just giving his opinion. Right. And everyone's like, and I, I get it. You'll learn more as we go into these next episodes, but it's like Mitchum can give his opinion. It's Rory's job to ignore him. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? I like, agree. Yeah. It's like, don't take the hit. If you take the hit personally and then go away, then he's right. You know, like you must have had plenty of people probably along the way tell you, oh, uh, you're not cut out for this business, Scott. Oh, you're not going to be a great actor. Or like yeah. even maybe yeah. after Gilmore yeah. Girls, oh, your career's over mm -hmm. or you don't know. And you just have to go, OK, thanks for sharing. But I'm just going to keep at it if that's what you choose to do. Or you can also pivot if that's what you choose to do. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it made me think about like I feel like everyone at some point in our lives like you you had that person who was like you're not good at this you know in yeah. some way shape or form and and she like I mean you're it she's valid to feel upset for sure but like you said yeah. Amy like it's his opinion like she can pivot and do whatever else she wants and and continue her career. People yeah. tell us every week we're not good at this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and we just pick ourselves we're up. still here <laughs> we pick back. ourselves up and we just keep on trucking it's not still about here every it's week. not about being good at, at a podcast it's about being ourselves <laughs> exactly and having so a Rory, conversation you that's know? exactly right so my thing is like and again it's sort of a and if you want a to z button down in order structure then go listen to the 99.9% .9 of other podcasts and be bored to death <laughs> right <laughs> totally I mean, so I my thing is like in like, this you know i'm asleep. asleep in five minutes 
<laughs> so my thing is like, and I know we'll continue this conversation because I do have sort of a a thing to say at the end that people will get mad at me for, but okay. So Mitchum said it. Okay. So be butthurt for a second and then go win your Pulitzer or go win your Emmy or whatever it, it should is. be like a push, like to prove him yeah. wrong. No, it's exactly what anyway. she needed, maybe. Yeah. Because I, I don't exactly. see any evidence. But, I don't see any evidence of what he's talking about being accurate. When she did that article on curbs or something, you know, Doyle gave her some ridiculous assignment and she did all of this research and impressed the hell out of him. And he, she got a better article and a better, you know what I mean? Right. She showed and she's, she's capable of digging deep and getting to the facts. And, and But I think it's, I think it's his way of trying to get her out of Logan's life. Mm. Well, that's what we mm. have to do. Or just to say, it, we, I tried. Why, Sorry, why I tried. Why would he want her out of Logan's life? She's so obviously, you know. Um, For the same reason she's Mrs. so obviously a, a good catch. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So why would Mitchum want Rory out of Logan's life? The grandpa doesn't like her and neither does Who Mrs. Who cares what the grandpa Hunsberger. says? Why, I'm just saying, maybe they Mitchum. He, think, he thinks Rory's a gold digger? Term. No, they don't. No, they don't no. think it's they. They didn't even meet her before they didn't like her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not her. It's her as a reading. It, yeah, she's and not. She's the a history Gilmore that she can't a, control. She's a Gilmore. I did, a Rockefeller a Gilmore. or whatever. Well, I did see a comment on Instagram that actually made me think. So we were talking about how like, oh, but she's a Gilmore. Like it, it's in her blood. Yeah. But and like the way she looked at like you know the the house when she walked in and they're like we have to remember that like she really wasn't in this world they brought up Lorelai right if I was if I was Mitchum I would say this is the best of both worlds she wasn't raised to have her right. head up her own arse right right yet she still has the bloodline <laughs> so it's, but I think they don't think the Gilmores that's what I'm saying is like okay so if we're talking levels right mm -hmm. Huntsburgers are even higher up they're Rockefeller they're Rothschild. No, or whatever they're not that level. Names. Stop. He no. owns. No. Yeah, I think. No. I think you're wrong. I think he's, you're wrong. He, he's not. He's not. Uh, uh, no, he's he's not one of the great families of the United States, the wealthiest families in the United States. He's not. That okay, one. fine. So then. Okay, he has, fine. What does so, he have? He has 13 newspapers. But he's above Gilmore in his mind. Yeah, but and so but, he's but Richard's saying, not even an owner of that insurance agency. He, he uh, that insurance. That's company. what I'm saying. Huntsburgers are above. Yeah, but but they're not Rothschild in level. his mind. Come on. Okay, fine. Bad choice of what's the guy? I'm, uh, sa I'm saying a couple Fox. hundred million, not bill not Fox? not a bill not what? billions. They're hundred millionaires, not I billions. I don't know. Maybe net worth, but I, I don't. What's know. the guy that owns Fox? What's that guy's name? Murdoch. Murdoch. Yeah. So yeah, are they that level? Yeah, he's got some influence. Sure. Do you, so you think he's on a Murdoch level? Hansberger? I don't know what we're supposed to think. I think we're supposed to think he's something above. You know what bothers me are, is that we've never seen Mitchum Hansberger's office. Now, if they establish this guy in an office and he's a super powerful guy with this unbelievable office then you could get a sense of where he stands right. in the food chain but we haven't seen that yet well from this episode when he said his time's almost done at the paper it made me think that he just goes from paper to paper and consults like mm -hmm. that's that was my takeaway i don't know yeah. if anyone else yeah that's what he does but like yeah he he just like i didn't think he has an office he just travels a lot
Oh, no, he's got to have an office. No, I get it. He's got a total, like, right, he's got a whole Huntsberger building, but he's, he's just at this paper because they just took over this paper. Right. Yeah. So he's I, just in there kind of, oh, I just bought this, so now I need to. Well, if they want to show us how powerful and, this family is, then they need to take us into an office building and take us into uh, Mitchum Huntsberger's office and see him operate, you know, from his office. Because those are impressive offices, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know. Like, I think it's kind of left for interpretation, but I still do get the vibe like, I don't know. He's above her. He's above the Gilmores or whatever. He is. He's an owner. Um, he owns. Richard doesn't own the, the insurance company. That's what I'm saying. That's He's what I'm, a, he was a VP. He was a, exoner, a, a glorified VP. And Richard came from money too, but then I think he made all his own too. So I just think mm -hmm. the Huntsburgers yeah. consider themselves, not Logan, Logan doesn't think this way, but I think the Huntsburgers, the grandpa and Mitchum and maybe, you know, others, Mrs. Huntsburger, obviously, that they're yeah. above the Probably, government. Yeah. Sure they do. Yeah, they are. So anyway, I digress. I'll get to my bomb drop at the end of this episode. But they have more power. Yeah, and more money. They're, they're and they just don't think they're the worries. They're media influencers, you know. Because remember he says they not he. Either the grandpa or the grandpa says, this has nothing to do with your mother. Mm -hmm. They acknowledge at that dinner, like, this isn't because your mother had you at 16 and, and went to Stars Hollow. This is like, you're not of the caliber that we want but for that's Logan. that's exactly what he's saying. Yeah. It is because right. of and that's mother. Oh, see, I agree that it's not because of Lorelai. I think it's they don't consider the Gilmores up to their level. That's how I thought of it, too. Mm. Yeah, oh, I'm on Scott's page. I think it all has to do with the fact that she wasn't bred as a baby to follow the Gilmore way. Hmm. Yes. I think if Lorelai had grown up in the traditional way and they'd gotten to know her at the country club, then it would have been fine. Right. It would have been fine. It would have been appropriate that her daughter was dating their son. And it wouldn't have been, an, <laughs> it would not have been an embarrassment. I disagree. Okay. Respectfully. Okay. Disagree. Mm -hmm. So now we get to the thing that really doing, we're going to still do that ski thing in Tahoe, please. For sure, of course. Yeah, I mean we'll disagree a <laughs> hundred more times. I don't want to ruffle your feathers. I want to do this. No, <laughs> you're extremely powerful. Can you imagine? You're like a Huntsberger compared to me. I'm like a I'm like a Gilmore. <laughs> oh God, I know. Ah, uh, summer, the best time of the year. Usually, it doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. And vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. So, okay, now we switch to the limo Mm -hmm. and we see Lorelai and Luke in the limo Mm -hmm. getting onto the Hudson Parkway. They've just come from the party. Clearly, they didn't need anything because they're definitely tipsy and they're getting along quite well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we're getting that scene for reasons to come. But what did you think of them in the limo? And he's you're rubbing her leg. Did you notice that? It's a very special scene for me because it it, it encapsulated how I feel about Lauren and how I feel about that relationship, uh, the Luke and Lorelai relationship. And I'm going to share something. I don't know if she would want me to share this, but it's a... Um, you know, her mother had had just passed away. Uh, her mm. biological mother had just passed away, and nobody. And she was so strong and such a pro about it, and she knew she had to film this very intimate scene with me. Um, and I just really wanted to take care of her in that scene, um, which is, you know, I mean. I've done it before in other scenes, but I especially felt so empathy, such empathy for her um, going through that and then still having to soldier on and stick to a schedule and, you know, be in a scene. Um, and it was a fun scene, right? Definitely a fun scene. She didn't have to carry the mm-hmm. scene and she was as bubbly and as wonderful as she always is. Um, so for me that, I mean, I just fell deeper in love with her, uh, mm. you know, as a friend uh, because of the strength that she was showing uh, through that entire uh, day in production, having just found out that, you know, horrible information. Um, mm. And I, look, I apologize. I, if, if, if this is too much information, I apologize to her uh, if she doesn't want that out. But I just, I just want to say how much respect I have for her ability to just sort of just soldier on. You know, like we, the show must go on. 
I will deal with this in my own way. And um, very special scene for me. It's one of my, it's oh, actually so my, nice. one of my favorite scenes that I've ever done with her just because oh. of the strength and the professionalism that she showed uh, throughout that entire scene. And that, you know, it was a limo scene. So it was like, you know, it was, it didn't take forever to do the scene, but you know, it took a couple hours, right? Mm-hmm. Three or four hours, three hours. maybe. Yeah. No, it's a sweet scene. You really think, that they're you two are a couple you're like oh my god i totally just the whole interaction and then the physicality of it Mm -hmm. because i didn't even at first notice but you're like rubbing her leg and it's just the body language and the way you are you're like oh that's that's why i think people love you guys as a couple meaning it endures decades and decades and you're still like one of the favorite couples from television is because it so real from the moment i met her in toronto i just i just i really wanted to just take care of her you know mm. it's just i had this there's this instinct you have with people and wh- what's the vibe about mm-hmm. and it's just that I, I just really liked her and i thought she was really charming and funny and and all of that uh, great stuff that you need to make good you know to make good scenes with mm-hmm. um and it was always just a very, you know, just I just just a very warm, very um, protect, almost protective kind of a uh, a feeling I have for her and had for her mm. through that entire process. So huh. anyway, that's so cool. Yeah, but I I, I that's why I uh, that to me that scene ranks right up there with the the first time we see them together in Luke's diner and you know mm. I need coffee. You said you're an addict. That kind of. <laughs> That scene ranks right up. That's so sweet. That's so cool. So hats off to her for being such a pro. Yeah, and it's a great scene. You'd never know because she seems, it's such a great scene. And then we follow it up with this sort of even better scene. But I was, okay, so you then cut to, you guys are in the bed upside down, which I was like, what's happening? (laughs) And the clothes are everywhere. Now, I at first. I think the upside down thing was meant, it was meant to show you that it was a really wild night. Right. Drunky wild. Right. It got primal. Right. Like she stated. Saucy. As long as as we're getting, it's like the risque episode. Right. The the X ray episode. Exactly. Now, I was confused, and maybe it was just me, why she was so freaked out when she left i did not get that i did not get it at first did you guys oh yeah because of the articles coming out no it's because she realizes you didn't have safe sex oh yeah you're right so she was so freaked out and weirded out and i was like what is going on because she she saw all the clothes thrown down in the primal nature of what just yeah and she acted as if it was like a one night stand though i was just like (laughs) right right what luke (laughs) yeah that's an every night stand you know what i mean and we'll get to this all night eventually but i have some thoughts about that like in particular go ahead well, should we talk about, yeah, should we talk about it now? Or should I we think talk we about should, it when we're on it. Let's it. talk about it. Well, I'm like, what? So, because there's like, a I, few I, scenes that like lead up to what I want to talk about. All right. So we'll keep going. Because yeah. I was very much like, what is going on? Why is she so weirded out? And then when we find out, I'm like, mm, she's not 16. Like she knows what she's doing. So then I was like, she's not on the pill. Like, <laughs> are, are they trying some? methods that are a little dicey (laughs) like (laughs) anyway we'll get to that 
So, okay. So then we see <laughs> Rory with the bags and she's gotten the decorations from Dosies and Lorelai's kind of mad because the decorations sort of suck, but whatever. And then all of a sudden it's happening and Suki comes out of the house and is basically going into labor. And it was kind of funny. Rory's like, I can't watch this. It, did anyone find and that Lorelai weird though? In- yeah, the whole thing was weird because it's like I never knew Rory to be freaked out by like birth. And like also, it's not like it's the like, baby's coming out at that moment. And it's like the second kid. Like Suki already has a kid. Like this, we've already been through this. Well, you know why do you know why I think they did that? And that's interesting, Tara, that you bring that up because I, I watched the episode. I now I remember uh, Rory being kind of weirdly grossed out by anything having to do with birth. Um mm-hmm. And I think now I know why they did it, because I think it was a very odd choice overall, thematically, um, Mm -hmm. that Lorelai's character would have to be so concerned about getting pregnant with Luke's child in the first place. Why is that Mm -hmm. a problem for Lorelai? So if you you have, because it just seems odd. It's a love story. They're, They're together. They're destined to be together. And now she's has some dialogue that says, well, I just, you know, I just got rid of you, Rory, and I'm having, enjoying my first moments as a free woman. I understand that. I get that. But you're talking about, you know, the, the seminal relationship in your life uh, 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 mm-hmm. with, with a man, and it's working out, and she doesn't want to ruin it with a baby? What's she talking about? I mean, it just it well, doesn't seem to, to track. So I think although- they, they do the Rory gross-out stuff to make her uh, – you know, anti-Luke baby stuff seem Mm. kind of reasonable, not such a stretch, maybe. The only reason I think it was somewhat tracking, and I'll give that it's been a, it took a big left turn a couple, an episode or two ago when she's, you know, Richard says the guy's coming that wants to buy the inn and he may want to, you know, bring you on as a consultant and you'll travel the world. And as we talked about, we got kind of intense about it because I've always said there is a life that she doesn't live, meaning she never wants the Gilmore life. She doesn't want that. And she loved her Stars Hollow life, but it's that middle life. And we kind of talked about this Mm -hmm. that seems intriguing to her. And I think she's panicking because a baby prevents that choice. She doesn't get to travel. She mm-hmm. wouldn't get to travel. I don't think it's about Luke. I think she's yeah, it's a big, very it's, committed it's, to it's Luke. A big, it's a big decision. I agree. That's a big life-changing decision it is. Yeah. And she's been raising a kid for 16, 18 years. Sorry, not 16. Pardon me. 18, 19, almost 21 years now. But is this but, and but is this real? She'd have hang to start on, all on. over again. Is, is this really the writers taking a position on how they feel about uh, children having children because it's like, you know, they're, they're sort of sucking everybody in to believe that this is the magical, you know, confluence relationship of the universe happening in stars hollow between these two, you know, these, this Romeo and Juliet type of a th- situation. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And then it comes time to consummation and perhaps a baby on the way, and it doesn't create joy in her. It creates trepidation, fear, and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not consistent. Mm. And I, I think th- it's only not consistent because she's got this potential opportunity to have an experience she hasn't had, 
right? Like she loved, she obviously made the choice to have Rory and raise her and leave home and build this life in Stars Hollow. But now she's launched Rory, right? She's fully got her launched essentially. So now she's like, oh, maybe it's me time now. And I can think about traveling or doing all these things with my work or that I'm passionate about. So why and all is of a she, sudden she's like, okay, I, no, I get that. But why is she wasting Luke's time if she's not all in? Okay. I think she is all in, in the relationship. I mean, he, I don't she know knows that, that guy is serious. About. What do you mean? Correct, he, but he's buying the Twickenham about- house because he wants to have, yeah. he wants to fill it with children. But she doesn't know that. She just thinks. He's you know, carrying around a horoscope in his wallet. You're the one. Eight years. I suffered for eight her. years. You dated all the that's bumps. That's her. And now you're with. That's her. What do you mean that's her? That's, that's, he, she knows how he feels. About her. Yes. But she doesn't know that he wants kids. She oh, for God's sake. Of course she it's does. Saying, they've he, never no. talked about it. They've never talked oh, about it. You, gosh, guys, come on. I, I'm on your page, Scott. Come I, on. I am she's wasting the guy's page. time at this point. That, that reveals she's wasting his time. I don't That's think like so. a guy conveniently being in a relationship with a girl who's obsessed with him and she's just wasting his time because she doesn't really want he doesn't really want to have kids with her. He already had a couple I don't of think kids. it's necessarily occurred to her how serious Luke is about a family. I do not think she knows that. If she's a, if she hasn't made inferences, drawn inferences from his behavior and the type of guy he is, then she's stupid, and she's not stupid. They've, they've touched on it a couple times, right? There's been a couple moments where they it was subliminal or even a little bit more than subliminal, but they've never really like sat down and said, "Are we going to have kids?" And she's only what thirty two. How old is she now? She's like oh, no, thirty two. No, no, no. She's, no, no, she's thirty five. She's thirty six. Yeah, thirty six so or thirty seven. I guess you're right that five. they it the clock is ticking. But what I was gonna say earlier is, yeah. there's obviously a divide that's gonna be happening soon. Like because you, as you as we can all tell, Luke is all all a hundred percent in, like fully invested, wants to buy this house. It's pretty clear that he wants to like have a family, what however that whatever that looks like to to them. He wants to have a family and start building something more with Lorelai. But then you see Lorelai, who is very freaked out about the thought of even being pregnant. And I mm-hmm. thought that her conversation with Rory was very enlightening because mm-hmm. Rory was like it's Luke. This is a good thing, right? Right, right. And she, right, right? And she couldn't even be like, you know what? Yeah, you're right. This is a good thing. Like, so it just mm. made me, it just made me like backtrack a little bit and be like, does Lorelai mm-hmm. really want this? I don't know. I think it's very convenient. All right. Well, you're it's both con- starting she's to She's having a good time. Me. Obviously, they have a good chemistry. She's, maybe she's just biding her time. I, who knows? But it, it, it was an odd reaction. Odd reaction in the face of somebody like a Luke Danes, you know? I don't know because I just think that about guy, like that guy puts his cards on the table. I mean, you know where you stand. True, with that but guy. even if you're Although like, why isn't he putting the Twickham house on the table? That's the right. only thing I'm still not yeah, understanding. Why can't he talk to her about because it? Because he Great doesn't. Point. Because he wants to surprise her. It's the big romantic move. It's the big. Can you imagine? Su- He's taking a big a house, risk. Though. I agree, if- it's a big risk. It's a huge risk, but he's. I guess at this point, he's a bit delusional, isn't he? Thinking that this woman is in love with him is, 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 I mean, he's crazy about her. 
He finally yeah, got the a- dream woman. Finally. I don't know that he's, and he's, we've already seen this in a couple scenes where he realizes that he's just sort of not up to snuff, uh, up to Gilmore's standards. And he's willing to just continue to bludgeon, go through this gauntlet, this sort of Gilmore gauntlet and just deny. And he's living in a state of denial, basically, isn't he? And he's not going to discuss it with her out of, out of this romantic ideal that he has, you know, that is his North star, get the house, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, marry mm-hmm. me, you know, this kind of a thing. And let's have children and boom, it's all going to mm-hmm. happen for him. That's his path for his life. This is what he wants. He has no doubt. And he's just barking up the wrong tree. I guess I don't know. Yeah, no, it's complicated, right? It's complicated because I think about it too, like, and I don't want to speak for all women. I can only speak for some women, I guess. Mm-hmm. But like, think about this. You're no. You, go ahead, speak for all of them. Go ahead. I'll just speak for all of them. So you've just launched your kid off to Yale, right? They're in their sophomore year. Sorry, I think I said freshman earlier, but I meant sophomore. So you are in this relationship, but it's not. It's it's a newer relationship, even though you've known the person forever, right? Because it's they're not even like at their year, right? Yet I can't remember when the kiss was, but we're coming up on maybe that. And suddenly you're pregnant. I think any woman would be freaked out. Mm-hmm. I think just anyone would be freaked out. Not if even she like, loved. Not if she loved the guy, Danielle. When if you she found really out you loved were the pregnant. guy, if he was the be all and end all, and she loved him and really appreciated what he has been to her and her, and her daughter and. So say Danielle and her husband you know what? are Luke. He's not good say, enough for her. No, I don't think so. Danielle. Or he's too you good for her. You maybe, she just, maybe she's just too insecure to be with somebody that, that is that solid. Well, possibly that's, you're more accurate there. But let's She probably wants to sabotage <laughs> her own life again and keep sabotaging relationships because that's what she's used to. That's probably correct, Scott. Mm-hmm. But Danielle, when you found out you were pregnant, even though you're married and you were like planning this, were you freaked out? I wasn't freaked out, to be honest. No, I wasn't. I was just like, whoa, okay, <laughs> let's okay, do this. So, all right, but so. I think it. I think it's all relative, to be completely honest with you. I think it depends where you are in your life. Like, my husband that I've been with for the last 11 years of my life, if I found out year one into dating him that I was pregnant right, okay. at 23 years old, I'd be like, okay, this is not cool. But, you know, like, if... If I was dating him now in my in my mid thirties, I'd be like, okay, well, yeah, I want to spend the rest of my life with this this with this guy. This isn't the worst thing uh, in the world, I mean, but it all depends. It all depends right. on your relationship and where you where you're at. Because maybe I'm an idiot, but I do have some sympathy for Lorelai being a bit wigged out because she's just not. This is not the vision she's got for herself right now. I think she I needs think uh, right, right. I think she needs some control. She's definitely intrigued by this prospect of someone coming in and buying the inn. And finally, for once, she's got financial security. And then she's going to have this job where she travels all over the world to inns and consulting with them. There's something that's like she's very interested in that. I don't know. So I digress. We move on to. Well, then that's what she'll have. And she won't have this guy. Well, we'll she's not going to get both. You think he's going to wait around while she rejects the Twickham house and says, no, I don't want to have a baby and 
I'm going to go travel the world and do this thing and take this money. I mean, it's going to completely change the whole dynamic of the relationship. I mean, what's he supposed to do? I only laugh. It's super hard for me to answer that because I totally know what happens. Danielle, what do you think? Say that again, Scott. What? That he's just going to sit back and, you know, be that guy on the sideline where she goes off and sells the inn and starts traveling and does a travel show and becomes a big celebrity or whatever. He's just going <laughs> to sit around like, and flip his pancakes and wait for her to come back. <laughs> his whole life is like, well, she's in Paris. I'm sure she's having a great time. Anyway, Kirk, let me uh, get into another argue, stupid argument about you with one cent raise on the price of toast. You know, I mean, it's like his life compared to what hers would become. I mean, come on, that would end the relationship. Ah, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices, and vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Danielle and Scott, I have respect for somebody in Lorelai's position that's like, you know what? I don't want another baby. I want to do it doesn't it doesn't lessen the love she has for Luke if she doesn't want another baby. I agree. In my opinion. I agree. It's just they aren't on the same page. Correct. But they could they they might be able to get on the same page, even if they're not on the same page. 
And I don't know what that means. It might mean she doesn't want to have another baby right now. It might mean she never wants to have another baby. It might mean Luke might have thought of children, but wants the relationship with her more. I don't know what it is. That's for them to figure out. Let me, let me ask you guys a question. You think Luke would stand in front of a bullet for Lorelai and Lori? I do. Yeah. He'd he'd surrender his life for those two. Wouldn't he? I do. You think think he maybe deserves a baby? I just don't think it works like that. I, I, I agree. I don't think it works okay, like it that. It doesn't work like that. But in Luke's brain, it does work like that. That's what you're not getting. No, because here's why. I think he loves her. He might have had this vision, right, mm-hmm. of the Twickham house and, you know, two kids, a boy and a girl, you know, this life with Lorelai, blah, blah, blah. But I think he would adjust that vision that he has because what he really wants is her. And I believe that, that at the end of the day, like he's like, you know what, what I want is her. Wait a minute. When you truly love a woman, you want to procreate with her. That's not true. Oh yeah. Nope. I think there are a lot of people who don't want kids though. Yeah. I mean, even Easton, our engineer, fully in love with his wife. Been together for a long time. They don't want kids. Hmm. I have a friend who's been in a relationship for like six years and they're madly in love, want to get married, but they don't want kids. And they're on the same page. I'm going to have to look at that. But I do think it's important to be on the same page. Yeah. And and I think that's the disconnect with Luke and Lorelai right now. That's exactly right. Some people want to have kids, have a family do that more than anything. So they have to find somebody that's on the same page as them. Now, there are also times when somebody wants to have kids, right? But then they fall in love with somebody who doesn't want to have kids. And they may decide, I'm I, like, big and carry, big and carry, perfect example. They thought about having kids. They decided not to. And even if either of them sort of wanted to, they made that decision. And I think that can happen, too, where... Somebody is with somebody, and if one doesn't want kids and the other one does, sometimes it doesn't ruin the relationship. They just change what they want. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I guess it's 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 different. I think for you, you wanted kids so much. Oh, I wanted I I wanted children from the time I was twenty. Right, and there's a lot of people like you. There's a lot of people like you. And so for those people, it does seem a little foreign when someone doesn't want kids. And Lorelai has a kid. So that's the other thing. She's done it. And now she's just like, I'm on to chapter two. Mm -hmm. And I don't know exactly what that holds, but I don't know that she's right now ready to have another kid. So, um, February of 2024, Lake Tahoe, the ski event for <laughs> I am all in dual slalom race will be taking place. <laughs> no, no, I, you know what? You're, 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 you're right. There are plenty of people that, that are in love and they don't want to have kids and they have their reasons for that. I suppose and you're I right. I just, just in this, in, in this circumstance though, in this magical circumstance between these two, Star-crossed, unlikely lovers. <laughs> she doesn't want to have a kid with them. Hmm. For me, it doesn't. Well, I get track. it because well, doesn't it track because, storytelling wise. It it weakens. Well, see, I think the it tracks storytelling wise. 
Mm-hmm. I disagree again. I disagree. But here's why. Because I'm coming from a place where I am Lorelai, right? I want to be Lorelai. I don't have kids. So I get her positioning where you're coming from a place of being you, even though you also portrayed Luke, where you are so passionate and love having a family so much that you're putting that into Luke too, because that's what we do with Gilmore Girls. We put our own perspective and our own feelings into it. And I see that. I see your perspective. And I think you might be right that Luke wants that so badly also because you. I also see clearly why Lorelai was freaked out and sort of happy to not be pregnant Mm -hmm. because that's my perspective in it. So you're you're saying that she still loves Luke intensely Mm -hmm. without needing to have a child with him. That's exactly right. She, he's the love of her life. He he is. He is the love of her life. But. I guess it's all how you define love. I think people have different yeah. definitions. What love for them means. For me, it always or meant where you're, we make little versions of ourselves. That's the ultimate expression of love for me. It doesn't. I, I agree. I it doesn't have to be that, that way that, for everybody else. And I also think that that's totally accurate, what mm-hmm. you're saying. Mm-hmm. I think that well, for that me it is, is, not for everybody, sure. And for, but I also, but I even coming from another place can see that as a version mm-hmm. and, and get it. I'm like, yeah, that totally is true. But then so is this version. They're both, two things can be true, even if they seem totally opposite. Mm-hmm. In, in my opinion. It's like, I get it. I think Carrie and Big have had a true love just like Luke and Lorelai or just like Ross and Rachel. I mean, we could name all these characters, right? Each one sort of being a different incarnation, but love can be so many different things. What's your uh, ski boot size? (laughs) Before we get to that, which I will, we will do that. Danielle, (laughs) I would love your quick prediction. And we still have more to talk about on what you see for Rory, just because I'm so curious and I'll keep my, Mouth shut. Okay. Well, at the end of this episode, I take it that they get arrested. That's my what I think happens. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So with that denying, just (laughs) with that being said, um, I think that Logan takes the fault for it, even though it's Rory's fault, and the Gilmores get really upset about that and kind of like why is this man getting you in trouble? And then I think the Huntsburgers are like, why are why is this girl making you get in, into more trouble? You know, like that kind of thing. And I think the families start to divide the two of them. That's what I start to see. An interesting theory. <laughs> I so want to know if got, I'm right or wrong. This is not. so annoying. You'll, you'll, you'll know soon. You'll know soon. <laughs> okay. So we've got more to talk about, but I do have to give a quick shout out to the color orange. Did anyone notice that Lorelai was wearing a massive amount of orange in this episode? And oh, I like dress. it that the dress was orange. And then now as Suki's having the baby, she's wearing the orange white blazer with the orange piping with an orange shirt. And then when we go back to the Gilmore, she's wearing an orange sweater again. All right, that's going to do it, everybody. Uh, Listen, uh, we're going to do a two-parter, so this is going to end part one. Thanks for downloading. Best fans on the planet. We will see you next time for part two. And remember, we and I am all in. Stay safe, everyone. 
to follow us on Instagram at I am all in podcast and email us at Gilmore at iHeartRadio.com. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.